Welcome to Reach, your platform to connect with other executive assistants and acquire game-changing knowledge and perspective. Reach is designed to inspire your workday, guide you through pivotal moments in your career, and transform you into the executive assistant you've always wanted to be. Hello and welcome to yet another episode of Reach. I'm your host, Jessica Van, founder and CEO of Maven Recruiting Group. And today we're welcoming back Heather Keenan. This is part two of our two-part series with Heather, who is the president and CEO of Key Events. Uh, if you didn't catch the first episode, Heather spoke with us about how to create uh, successful virtual events. And today she's back to speak with us about... Um, how to create phenomenal and legendary physical events, her real, uh, her real expertise and real passion. So we know that event planning is often a key part of the EA role. And that's why we wanted to invite Heather into this conversation to educate all of us about how we can really elevate the conversation around event planning um, so that we can really appreciate the strategic function of what an event can do in driving a business's mission and objectives forward. So um, super excited to have this discussion with you. I think to, to start us off, you know, one of the things that, that you're famous for saying, Heather, is that every event is a business event to a CEO. And I'd love for you to speak further to what you mean by this and, and also what it, what it means to create an event that really supports a strategic initiative. CEOs and C-level people are CEOs and C-level people because they live, breathe, and love what they do. Um, they, their friends are in the industry or in the business. Uh, their partners support it. So when they ask for an event or when they ask for help, you know that there's a business angle to it. They don't have fun the way you and I have fun. They have fun with their business partners. Uh, and that's what you need to understand is that everything that they do is going to reflect on who they are and how they do business. So whether it's a dinner in their home for 12 people or whether it's something much more business-based, like an SKO or an incentive or um, an appreciation dinner, you need to understand that there's a business goal to that. Mm -hmm. And what can you do or what ideas can you bring to the table that will enhance that or make that easier, other yeah. than alcohol? Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, there's nothing casual in the mind of, of the CEO as far as if they're going to take their time, if they're going to put resources toward this, that there's an underlying business motivation. And it's really up to you as the executive assistant or whoever is the person responsible for planning this to make sure that you nail that. Exactly. And that doesn't mean that everything they do is formal. It can be a very casual event, but there's always an underlying business theme to that. Mm-hmm. So can you give us an example of, you know, an event that you've created that maybe you can give us a couple examples um, that really illustrate what you mean by how an event can reinforce a business objective or a strategic objective? 
Of course. The, the only reason to meet is to have a, uh, you know, the only reason to meet is because you have a business objective. Um, one of the things that is really beginning to be part of the consciousness of even the most conservative and traditional business is branding and the fact that they really need to create a brand and create a culture and communicate it in a way that uh, uh, involves their clients and prospective clients to become part of the group. Um, and that is really the number one business thing the number one business obje objective that events have is to promote business and and push business forward. We have a client who is an EA. Um, she is very young, but very high level. I think her brain is the size of this room. <laughs> and uh, she, <laughs> truly, I mean, she knows culture like nobody knows culture. And wow. that's actually one of the things that I find the most important that an EA brings to us is tell us what that culture is. Tell mm. us what, tell us what makes your CEO or your C-level person really tick what do they like to do? What's going to get to them? What's going to make them feel the most comfortable and the most relaxed so that they can get business done? But anyway, um, she supported somebody who uh, had a $20 billion company that eventually got bought by Facebook. And of course, when your company gets bought, there's always, especially if you're connected to the CEO who's now on to another project, mm -hmm. um, the question is always around, uh, what's my worth? Am I going to get cut? And she had such a good handle on the culture and such an amazing following by all the people that worked for that company that not only did she stay on the turnover, but she was able to sort of reinvent herself into a culture maven, if oh, I can wow. put that. Yeah. yeah. She's amazing. So um, one of the things that we did with her is we had been working with her on SKOs, holiday events, um, incentives, and we continued to work with her throughout the change. So we continued with her holiday events and we continued with her SKOs. And there came a point where Facebook said, okay, now it's time for you to join the rest of the group. And at this point, she had made such a culture impression mm. on all of Facebook mm. that Facebook actually adopted her culture. And that, I cannot tell you how big that is. This is in this one this one this business vertical, unit, yeah, this one business Facebook. unit. Uh -huh. So we had a big, we kept being told, okay, this is it. This is the last one we're going to do. Uh -huh. And we had a big event where it was obviously what it was is, okay, we're all one big culture. So you people can, can just become part of ours. And um, that's the event where she really made a name for herself and showed that the handle that she had on the culture and the people that really promoted her. Yeah. Um, so what what are some of the things that define this this culture and this this hold that she had? And like, what are some of the things that personified this 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 thing? Um, you know, her communication was extraordinarily excellent. And she could communicate to the mailroom clerk, and she could communicate to the CEO. And she knew the general public 
of her company so well that she knew what they'd react to and wouldn't react to. Mm. So right now, one of the issues that we have when we're doing events, and this is usually tech events, is that all they care about is creating the selfie so that they can post it on Instagram. Mm. Well, no, that's she was smart enough to understand, no, we had to have that. But that's not the essence of the event. The essence of the event is to reach out and interact with people and get to know people that you don't usually do business with. So she really set up events and communicated that, and we supported her by showing her how to translate that into actual physical connections. And so like, what are some of the things that you guys came up with mm-hmm. together as a as a partnership? Yeah, we did an event at the Mountain Winery. Uh-huh. And we did it like a concert, like everybody goes to their concerts, right? Yeah. So it was outdoors for one, which is really unusual for corporate because they really need to be indoors to be able to control everything, the temperature, sure. the weather, the blah, blah, sure. blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, and it started off as a 10-minute introduction of the high-level CEOs and founders of those companies, and then it was going to go into a festival-style party. Well, uh-huh. they got wind of it, and this presentation went from being from 10 minutes to an hour, to an hour and a half, to two hours, to three hours, and 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 each edition was a higher-level person that wanted to be able to communicate and talk to the people that they were welcoming as one team. Mm-hmm. So... Um, we did the presentation. It was a 405 degrees out there. Um, and, and so, of course, we had to, at the last minute, get fans that people plugged into their cell phones right. to, yep. and misters and all yeah. of that. And, yeah. and not only that, the sun was on the screen. So we really had to do some research around how we do LED screens and make sure that they work and where's the sun going to be at this time and blah, blah. And then afterwards, people really broke up and went around and and had an, the same experience that you have at Outside Lands or Coachella mm-hmm. or something like that. Mm-hmm. So this this is familiar. Mm-hmm. I know this. Mm-hmm. And I know that when I'm in this social setting, I can reach out to this person who's doing a mudslide and, and say what a great job they did. Yeah. Or I can reach out to this other person yeah. who's doing a gin tasting. And, yeah. Yeah. And, and so it really set the tone. And she knew that yeah. that's the that's the environment in which people would be able to relax. Yeah. So that particular event, which was supposed to be the swung song, yeah. became a yearly event. Wow. Yeah. And I love I really love that example because I think it really demonstrates as well how vital the executive assistant is to these conversations and your ability as an executive assistant to really impart and shape how these events take take shape. Um, we often talk about, you know, how you how executive assistants are um, really the kind of the the mouthpiece for the executive. They're they help to amplify the voice of the executive and therefore, you know, the what the organization stands for and all of these things. And the event is such a beautiful way of being able to really crystallize that and capture that. So I think again it just really demonstrates how important what you as an executive assistant know and how you share and communicate that. So essential. Yeah. Essential. Yeah. And not only is the communication important going downstream to to your vendors, yeah. to someone like us, yeah. that it's equally as important to go upstream. So if if somebody says to me, if an EA comes to me and says, I want to do a Sabre something, I have this idea, I want to mm-hmm. execute this idea, you know, our question is, where did this come from? 
and to what end? What's the goal? And if it's my CEO or the person I'm supporting says that he wants a blah, blah, blah. She wants a blah, blah, blah. And and it's up to us to say, all right, well, let's talk about this. You know, there's other ways to do this or here's the best way or have you decided to do this? Um, or often these discussions are around budget. I mm-hmm. only have this much money. Great. This is what we can do with this much money. And this is what we can do with more money. Mm-hmm. So it's really essential how you turn around and talk to your person, your CEO, your sir suite to describe or to make them understand and get them to make a choice which they want to make. Right. And that they understand the choice that they're making. How have you seen executive assistants that you work with help influence the thinking and mindset, and I'll just go ahead and say it, ultimately the budget (laughs) that they're able to get for an event um, by how they appeal to their executive sensibility. Mm -hmm. So what have you seen be the most effective strategies for really communicating their vision for that event to their executive? Because Executives, God bless them, they may be brilliant in many things, right? Brilliant visionaries, brilliant product visionaries, incredible leaders, but maybe they don't understand events as, as intuitively as an EA might, right? Right, exactly. So what, what, what tactics have you seen be most successful in how an EA approaches their executive? It's essential that you understand the goal. You know, and, and not only that, not everybody's a great communicator, you know, uh, uh, an executive may say, I want a pizza party with beer. And and you need to say, what does that really mean? Oh, that means he wants it to be a casual environment or she wants it to be a casual environment. She wants people to feel relaxed. She doesn't want it to appear to be a big production. But of course, we all know it has to be a big, thoughtful production in order for any event to be successful. You have to think about everything. So I think what I would do in that case is I would go, okay, here's your pizza party. Here's where we're going to have it. Here's how we're going to do the pizza. That's option one. Option two is we're going to go down to Tony's in North Beach and Tony's going to be there and we're going to create teams. We're going to divide up into teams and we're going to create our own pizzas. And the judge is going to be you. And then we're going to have a brewer come in and talk about the different types of beers that we have and how the brewing is different. And and that, if your goal is team building, that's how we're going to do it. And it's going to cost you twice as much. And then... <laughs> what was that part about the budget? <laughs> it got a little muffled. <laughs> um, and then thirdly, you know, get a third example that he can, that she can easily say no to. So... <laughs> Um, so that he that she understands that you're you're hearing you're listening and you you understand what the goal is and you know how to achieve it and achieve it in a way in which it's going to be appreciated nobody appreciates going down to the village pizza or round table and having a slice of pizza who eats that anyway (laughs) nobody surely you don't eat it right so um Uh, you know that the messaging should be more like I heard you I understand what your goal is here's a great way to reach it I love that so event planning as we've established goes well beyond just the tactical checklist right which is important too let's not forget the tactics are super important Um, but it's it's not just how many place settings we're talking about and what's on the menu right it's all of it so 
What really do EAs need to be thinking about when preparing for an event? So I always, uh, there's a couple of rules that I give my newbies um, in order to make sure that they um, are on the right track. And one of them is paint with a big brush. Um, It is a total rookie move to be talking about the flowers on the table rather than the environment that you're creating. Mm. Paint with a big brush. brush. If you think think light pink works, then fuchsia works better. Mm -hmm. I I don't know Mm -hmm. how else to communicate that. Mm -hmm. If you think posters are going to communicate and you have a four by five poster, think, you know, 400 by 500. You need to paint with a big brush. And the other trick that I use is imagine everybody you know walking into this event and how they feel. So when you walk through the front door, how do you feel? What are you eating? What do you see? What are you smelling? What are you hearing? And are you comfortable? And do you want it? Is this providing an environment so that you can go do your best work? And then think about someone who's completely opposite than you. Um, Let's see. Who do I use? Oh, I use my boyfriend, who's a spreadsheet guy. So he's all about the spreadsheet, and I'm all about the feelings, right? Mm -hmm. So I go, okay, my spreadsheet guy walks in, and he's going, okay, 20% of this room has seating. 40% of this room is a buffet. 15% of this is this. Where do I go first? And where's... Or there's the other person who walks in, and this is more true for larger events, gets the map of the event, reads the map, Mm -hmm. and then prioritizes where they want to go and what they want to see. Or there's super finicky, dairy-free, gluten-free, germaphobe, which is appropriate these days. How are they going to feel? Do they feel safe? Do they feel taken care of? Do they feel paid attention to? Do they feel um, that you've graciously invited them to an event that they want? So those are a couple things that I talk about with my junior staff to get them to think about having a successful event. And then, of course, never, ever underestimate the need for the goal. What's the goal? I love that. I think that really conjures like a lot to work with. Um, yeah. yeah. And, and it doesn't matter the level of the event, the pizza party that we were talking about earlier. Yeah. You know, what are you tasting? What are you seeing? Who's yeah. there? What are you feeling? What are you drinking? What are you touching? What do yeah. you, you know? Yeah. Well, I was fortunate enough to be invited to a dinner party at your home. Oh, yeah. Yes. (laughs) Because, you know, it's like when you get invited (laughs) to the personal home of the most renowned event planner. Gosh, I hope I... It's like, holy moly. It's like, first of all, you say, oh, my God, like, what did I do in life to get this invitation? It felt so, so very humbled. But then it's it's interesting to hear your thought process because that's really consistent with what it felt like to be invited to your home um, and also what it felt like to enter your home because there was just a flurry of activity um, speaking about the pungence and the smells, like the first thing that you're greeted with was like a gougere or something. I don't even know how to say it, <laughs> Heather. Pardon me, seven layer dip girl over here. But um, you know, and 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 the cocktail and the fact that you had asked each of us to prepare a quote in advance 
to share with the group because this was largely a lot of people who had never met. And just having that kind of icebreaker opportunity, I think, is like was so intelligent on your part. And the incredibly like thoughtful arrangement of how people were seated together. And um, of course, the food was amazing. The Snoop Dogg shot glasses. <laughs> <laughs> And Drake yeah. and whoever else was on those. Those were Dr. amazing. Dre. Yeah, Dr. Dr. Dre. I love that. <laughs> that was a great moment of the dinner party. And I think also, like, even down to the very last element of leaving each of your guests with a, if I'm not mistaken, it was a beautiful scented candle that you sent everyone home with. I mean, what a incredibly thoughtful event. Like when you think about all of the components and I think it just speaks to kind of how you think and how you design. And again, this is small, small scale relative to what you do, but it really speaks to kind of that 360 experience and allowing people to be satisfied on all of the sensory levels, but also in just sort of all of the intimate levels, right? Of how do we interact with one another? How are we going to break the ice? How do we navigate the room? All of these types of things. So. Uh, thank you, Jessica. That is a uh, Do I get to get invited to the next one now? <laughs> that is, if we, yeah, in September. Um, that is a really lovely compliment. I, re- I really appreciate it. Um, but that's a really good example of... Me, the CEO, doing this event, and it's a women's event. I get all of the professional women that I know together, and they're all really, really different. Um, and then my my thought process around the fact that I think this is fun because some of the, all these people are my friends. They're all fun people, but this is about business. It has little or nothing to do with. Um, you know, having fun. Although we, there's no question we had fun. Get 20 people, 20 women business owners in a room with um, champagne and who knows. (laughs) 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 But, but thank you very much for mentioning that. I really appreciate it. Well, thank you. Um, Yeah. I usually do that in March actually. So I'm sure that we'll do that in the fall. In the next year. Yeah. Yeah, That would be lovely. So dun da da dun the calamities, right? What are the potential calamities that can absolutely sabotage your event? You've got the messaging right. You've got the business objective. You had great conversation with your boss. You got the budget. You're good to go. But what are the calamities that can just derail everything? And how can you prepare for these? Gee, um, a pandemic. Um, right? There's a calamity. I like um, to call it the plague. I've, the plague. I've taken to calling it the 11th plague. Yeah. Um, but actually, we do plan for them. Um, we, you know, I gave a, I do a State of the Union address to my company every year in January. And darn if January didn't roll around and I had on my, uh, the biggest threats, you know, we do so, uh, SWOT assessment, biggest threat, number one is pandemic. Really? <laughs> number two, yeah. No kidding. And I talked about it too. So the event industry has been wow. talking about pandemic for a long time because it really is the one thing that will and has brought us all to our knees. Yeah, I mean, sure. this this is um, an environment in which we will uh, most, hopefully some of us will survive, but it will change our business forever. But um, let's 
pull back from that for a moment. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, We talked earlier about, or in our last podcast, we talked about the fact that um, virtual events, we can stop and start and make it perfect. Live events, you can't. And the first thing you need to understand is let go of anything you can't control. The weather is the weather. Have a backup plan. Everybody has a backup plan. But if it's shitting down rain, which I really can't say, if... (laughs) But if if it's raining when you're supposed to have your garden party, you need to have a backup. And that's just special event 101. Mm-hmm. Um, and then make sure that you have your wits around you and that you're not so knee deep in creating the event that you can't think about a change and a pivot. Mm. The other thing when you change and pivot is make sure that you give yourself four seconds to think about it before you act. So go through everything. And actually a lighting designer taught me that early Mm. on in my career. It's like stop, think, act. Mm. Um, And then you don't act. You give it to your vendors or the people that are around you to act so that you can be ready for the next thing you need to pivot on. If you could give us three tips... You've given us a lot of tips, but if I guess you could sort of summarize and prioritize your, your top three tips when it comes to carrying out a successful event, what would those be? Think about all five, if not six, of the senses that people need to experience. Mm. Remember there's always a goal. Mm-hmm. And successful events aren't always formal events. Mm. Yeah. How do you define success in an event? One of the best ways you can define success is, did anybody know you were there? (laughs) (laughs) So if you're aware of the logistics, you failed. Yeah, Um, totally. uh, Yeah. Yeah. If if everybody's relaxed, having a good time, interacting, success. Yeah, if it's seamless, right? If it's seamless and, and you don't even know the... The logistics are there. Success. Yeah. Yeah. So usually we ask our guests um, if they could support anybody, who would it be? But uh, in the case of yourself, we wanted to ask you if you could throw an event for anyone in the world, either living or dead, whatever, doesn't matter, who would it be and why? So I... The immediate thing that came into my mind when I read this question was, oh, man, I got to do The Last Supper. Oh, right. I'm not particularly religious. I'm spiritual. But at the same time, can you imagine being there for that dinner? No. Well, first of all, look what it looks like, right? I'm in this Roman castle in the middle, right? Right. And then what are they eating? And then what are they talking about? And then what's the icebreaker? Who's drinking too much? And where is that Judas? Right. God, round up that Judas. Where is he? He's got to get to this dinner. So there's a really good example. Here's another tip I can give. Okay. Um, Figure out what's most important to your audience. There are some times when wine is the most important thing to some of my audiences. Mm-hmm. They're aficionados. Mm-hmm. They own wineries. Yeah. They know wine. They know what their and taste it, is. And actually, uh-huh. it's not the most expensive wine. It's the most um, 
it's the least well-known wine. Uh, they want to learn the something. Yes. The rarest. They want to learn something. They want to experience something that they haven't experienced. And sometimes for our sea level people, they live in a world that we don't know about. So to wow them or to make them is impossible. Yeah. And you have to understand that and know yeah. that sometimes less is more. Yeah. You know, here's one yeah. you don't know. Yeah. It only costs $500 a bottle, but you might want to give it a try. Right. Exactly. Um, <laughs> exactly. I hope you don't have so. to spit it out. But once again, that's an opportunity for the EAs to insert themselves Absolutely. and their knowledge because that's Absolutely. that's the kind of super intimate stuff that typically as an EA you're privy to and otherwise you just aren't. Yeah, and that that knowledge is what we really really bank on you for. Yeah. Um that someone likes pinots is really really important to me. Yeah. 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 And someone doesn't like lamb, oh my gosh, how important right? is that? Yeah. Someone who, you know, sometimes the designer that they wear is indication of what their taste level is. So, you know, if they like Bruno, then I know what their style is. If they like yeah. Prada, yeah. I know what their style is. Yeah. So anyway, we went down a yeah. rabbit hole. Well, Heather, I knew that uh, when I reached out and asked you if you would be willing to be a part of this, that it would definitely be funny. <laughs> <laughs> And if nothing else, we would have an amazing, amazingly fun time, which we have had. And at the same time, we've gotten some amazing tips from you about how to really approach the event planning process and the thought process and also how to approach your executive to get the buy-in to really make something that's signature and exciting. So um, this has been great. I love everything that you shared with us. I think this is super inspiring. Um, you do amazing work. And I mean, if anyone is interested in seeing some of the incredible things that Heather and her team have pulled off, uh, please visit her website, visit their, their Instagram um, feed. It's incredible. Um, your website, Heather, for those of us who are interested in, in checking it out, can you share that with us? Yeah, keyevents.com. Easy enough. Yep. Great. Well, thank you so much for being here. I thank really you, Jessica. It. it was fun and was great fun. to see you, even if we're in seclusion. <laughs> <laughs> Agreed. Thank you. REACH is brought to you by Maven Recruiting Group, who specializes in placing executive assistants and support staff to the Bay Area's most prominent executives and companies. If you've enjoyed being part of our podcast community and are interested in becoming part of our candidate community, we're currently hiring for roles in San Francisco, Silicon Valley, and Los Angeles. You can visit us at www.mavenrec.com to see some of the roles we're currently working on and to submit your resume.